Also, I do have to say about Thomas, if Thomas doesn't want to be the villain, why is he cosplaying as Jafar? <laughs> like, don't have a goatee if you don't want to be the villain. I know this podcast is a very big part of your life. You've mentioned it to me multiple times. Kind of a, you know, a Bachelor Nation groupie. No, 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 hold on with me, Derek. One thing that I said that's false, Derek. Don't insult my intelligence. Hi, Emily. Hi, Kayla. Coming at you and live. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Coming at you live from our separate uh, quarantine bunkers. <laughs> it's Bachelor in Quarantine, baby. Can you believe it? It's Bachelor in uh, Quarantine. My birthday's <laughs> tomorrow, and I'm drinking to numb it. When you're all listening to this, it'll, I mean, if you listen on the day it comes out, it'll be Kayla's birthday. So everybody say happy birthday, Kayla. And you'd um, better DM me something nice. <laughs> yeah, we're like, safe to say we're going through it. Um, <laughs> if everybody could just send a quick prayer up to our Lord and Savior, Dolly Parton. We don't have Moderna COVID. in our systems. <laughs> we don't have COVID. We don't we, confirm we just have were, COVID. We were possibly exposed to COVID. So we're both just, you know living that life but we're fine and we feel fine and we just hope the Moderna kicks some ass that being said that being said if you see a cute birthday Instagram post of me it will be coming after three negative COVID tests so just don't get on my ass I'm not exposing my loved ones to COVID-19 no it will be after three negative COVID tests three brain pokes later one like, of them on we're my just birthday. compulsively getting our brains poked to feel something. I have a question, um, and I want the general listenership to to weigh in on this. Um, I texted you about this today, but I like actually really do feel passionately about it. Do you feel that like young, ugly male nurses are more aggressive about the swabbing? I think it's because yeah. they're compensating like a little bit, like. For, but like it's like they're they're aggressive about it and like every time I've had a lady nurse they've been nothing but gentle and I still get my results I don't think it affects anything but like ugly male nurses in particular are aggressive about the swab yeah I mean my doctor at the urgent care that I go to is extremely sexy and he was very gentle <laughs> so hot men are gentle but ugly <laughs> men are compensating this whole podcast is just going to be about COVID testing. We Not like we have four hours of Bachelor in Paradise to cover. Um, but yeah, with that said, I do agree with that theory. Uh, having said that, I've only, I think I've only gotten COVID tests from women and my sexy doctor. Okay. Who I have a crush on. And hot. so, and they've all been, if you're listening. so hot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're listening, um, I'm offended you have never given me your number, but it's okay. Uh, I'll just keep go- coming to urgent care for like random shit. They should sponsor I'll, me at I'll this point for the amount that I'm at, at CMD. Yeah, constantly. He's going to be like, can I, can you leave? Um, be escort- escorted out of city MD. You'll see it on the news. Anyway, with that said, what better quarantine activity than to watch four fucking hours of The Bachelor in Paradise? Now, don't get me wrong. Four hours of Bachelor in Paradise is much preferred to like four hours of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Like worlds preferred. But- Oh, yeah. Four hours of The Bachelor. 
that's half a work day. Like that's like a lot of time. They're just like so inconsiderate of our time, like week after week after week with this shit. Anyways, we do get to finally see the um, Paradise theme song intro packages, which are always exciting. I guess they didn't do it in the premiere because they wanted it to be like anticipated when the people walk down the stairs. But that being said, they announced the whole cast on their yeah. Instagram. So I don't understand, but it was like, we know who everyone is. It was super weird, but yeah, whatever. I uh, I got to say the only one I really made a note of for time's sake was that I love the awareness that they have of Brendan and his turtleneck on the beach because we all were like that. <laughs> that was fucking golden comedic writing. Cause like, I that was, was like, excellent. We all made fun of like, we made fun of him on Tasha season for always being wearing a turtleneck and always being wearing a turtleneck. Nice. Nice. Um, Roll the credits. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> play the music. Let the music play. Um, no, we made fun of him because we noticed it. We were like, God, it's fucking hot in New Mexico where they're filming this. But I love the awareness of the show to put that into his paradise intro. It's just who he is. It's a personality trait. It's, uh, it really is. Yeah, love that. I love all the intros. I think that they're funny. That being said, I didn't pay that much attention to them, but it just yeah, is nice to hear, to hear the theme music again. Feels like home. <laughs> so then we have Demi entering paradise. And she walks up to David Spade and calls him Joe Dirt. Iconic, hilarious. So funny. Um, and then as she walks down the stairs, well, he asks her, like, if she's going after girls or guys this season. And I'm like, mm, it seems invasive, but fine. It's David Spade. I'll let it go. Um, right. She says that she wants to date some guys. And then as she walks down the stairs, he says, I'm looking forward to the chaos, which is David Spade on meeting Demi. But also I feel... Everyone upon listening to our podcast, I'm looking forward to the chaos. Every week, week after week, I'm looking forward to the chaos. And we say, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, like like we said last week, it's like, okay, Demi's here. Uh, anyway, um, here to cause a scene. So yeah, she goes down to the beach. Everyone's like, Demi's here. Oh my God. And then she's pulling men to talk to them. Being a menace. I don't even- yeah, being a menace. I only wrote down about her pulling Brendan because I was watching with a friend and she was like, I feel like you're so shy, but so fucking sexy. And the guy I was watching with goes, that would work on me. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it's time so to- so easy. I was like, you're literally so dumb. Like, I was like, mm, time to turn this off. <laughs> like, that's enough. Uh, so, so yeah, that's all like I really wrote why- down about that men but also demi find being shy and being sexy mutually exclusive like i yeah. in fact actually find men who talk less much sexier than men way hotter way hotter um a, a like chatty as man soon as they oh bone dry <laughs> no i like i can't handle it i'm like the second you open your mouth i'm way less into you and that's a fact like, that's- you know, when you, like, I, I'll go, well, you have a boyfriend, but when I go to the bar or something and like, I'm single and obviously fucking, obviously. Um, and so I go to the bar and you see someone hot and you're like, oh my God, he's like cute. And then he comes up and talks to you and you're like, oh, a hundred percent take everything back. He's the worst. And I'm leaving. You know, those TikToks so, that are the guys pretending to be at a bar and he's like, he's like, what's your name? Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Oh yeah. Can I, I, can I buy you a beer? You drinking? <laughs> He's so weird. I had a bartender just like that a few weeks ago and he kept touching my arm and then he didn't charge me for a single drink. He was definitely on Coke, but he was didn't it? charge me for anything. 
was, I was John like, the bartender? thank you. Um, I literally wish guys, do you want to hear the best thing about John, the, John, the bartender? Obviously my favorite last season. Okay. Literally- Aaron is quaking at you. Calling John the bartender your favorite. He literally guys, he just DM'd me. I have just to now? open it just now. I'm opening okay, wait, it wait, wait, on the pod. Tell, tell the <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll give the backstory first. The DM, yeah. So a few weeks ago, John, the bartender DM'd me because I had DM'd him in like the depths of Katie's season. Cause Katie posts on her Instagram story. Like everyone DM this man. And I was like, I, okay. A hundred percent. I will say less. A few weeks ago, he responded, and then we were chatting a little bit, but then, like, I feel like, I don't know, he wasn't, like, that into it, so he stopped messaging me. I was like, say lovey. He never followed me on Instagram. That's important. Last night, I posted on my story about Connor singing, and I was like, can someone fucking light this ukulele on fire? Like, I'm tired. Uh, And I was really rude about it. (laughs) Like, super fucking me. Which is important. (laughs) (laughs) Which is important. Like, I was not nice. Not pleasant. John the fucking bartender responds. (laughs) Now, this is key, guys, because he doesn't follow her. So he had to actively go to her profile, like, seek it out and watch her story. Yeah, he, like, went and looked at my story and he responded, I'm dead, all caps. And I responded, oh, my God can't believe you saw this please ignore <laughs> please and he said and he said I'm so glad I did I love it and I said I'm a former theater kid it gives me big theater kid energy and then he didn't respond but he laugh reacted so basically what we learned here is that between Trey following you and he unfollowed but he followed and he then followed unfollowed. at some point you and Aaron actively engaging in dms and John the bartender actively flirting like this is like this is not something that he would be doing with a girl he's like not that into what I'm hearing is is that we've restaged Katie's season of the bachelorette with all the same guys except you're the bachelorette no literally that's what I'm saying I'm like I'm I collect these dms like pokemon cards and right now I'm like pretty I'm pretty far into the season like I've got like quite a few (laughs) if you ever get Michael A oh my god you could be a stepmom that's it for me that's it for me like that's all I need so anyways, so back to the episode, back to the task at hand. We heard about so Demi's 35 like, seconds into the episode. <laughs> we literally have not made it far at all. And it's about 20 minutes into the episode of the podcast. So and we've not anyways, talked about a single thing. So anyways, the, the highlight of, of this is like Demi is there. She has a date card. She pulls a bunch of guys. The highlight being Brendan. She says that he's shy, but so sexy as if those things can't be true at the same time. And then- right. Demi, people are calling her out on Twitter for this because it's her just her, it's her being her trying to be funny, trying to be like so not like other girls. But she was like, So what happened on Tasha's season? I didn't watch. And then people like dug up Demi's Twitter and it was her live tweeting during Tasha's season. So like that's just that's what I don't like about Demi sometimes. I feel like she tries so hard to be like not like other girls. And I'm like, just admit that you're like other girls, Demi. Yeah, you like- watched the season. Like, it's, like, kind of, it's just, like, pick-me energy, which, like, generally I don't love that term. I think it's a little bit, like, demonizing, but, like, it's just extremely, like, I'm so different. Like, what do you, what, who are you? I'm so different. I went on the show, and then I stopped watching it. Right. Like, and it's, no, like, you still some people, it. some people truthfully do that, but, like, they, those people also wouldn't even say that. Like, Katie Morton right. would never be, like, so what happened? I didn't watch. She would just like pretend right. she did like, because she's like, I don't need to prove anything to you. So she asked Brendan on the date. Um, and you can tell immediately this is like upsetting to Natasha because Natasha has been kind of bonding with Brendan. 
Um, but that being said, she acknowledges, she's like, it's early. Like I get wanting to go on other dates. Like if I got asked on another date, I would probably go. So she's upset about it, but not like so upset about it. Cause she's rational and a cool person. And then we right. see a montage of Connor and Tajwan talking to each other. And he's telling her all of his different puns. And she's like, make a pun about the sand, make a pun about the waves. And he like does. <laughs> for everything and I was like you can tell that Connor is a middle school math teacher like that's the yeah. energy he radiates yeah. <laughs> and like I shit on Connor for the singing I do genuinely like Connor B I think he's very sweet I think he's very kind he's not a good paradise I pick. would never date him he's not right for paradise at all and we t- we'll talk more about that later in the episode but or later in the fucking second episode Jesus uh it's a two-act so, um, but anyway, yeah, so he, he's so sweet and he's so funny, but yeah, he's such a fucking math teacher. And it's just like, why are you on the sex beach? <laughs> Go teach math. <laughs> like, I thought him and Marissa were cute. Um, that being said, we kind of see in the second episode, it goes downhill, but I don't see them really being a match. If he was going to be a match with anybody on the beach, that's currently there. I actually could have seen him with like Kelsey like I could have said yeah. like like I just think I agree. that Marissa is as we learn later in the episode with Riley like she's a very sexual person which is great she's she I just don't know that her and Connor are super compatible no and like yeah that's actually so true he and Kelsey would have been great that's a shame that's a damn shame I know because I feel um, like she's like so hot and she's so beautiful but she's yeah. also like quiet and kind of reserved and I feel like she would have appreciated his like kind of quirkiness not that yeah. I'm calling him quirky just because he plays a ukulele but like because that's Quirkler. like what he wants me to call him <laughs> um, right one of my favorite things about paradise is actually like the friendships between the men and women who like aren't interested in each other but they're just really good friends and it always like makes me so happy to see because some of the like shows that take place like this like on a fuck island <laughs> nobody is friends like they're just all like let's bone and I like when they're all like when they're like friends with each other and they chat and stuff it's cute so anyway yeah um, so we so he, Demi asks Brendan on the date they go on the date um and someone posted a meme and it was so fucking funny and it was of Sharpay and Troy when they're like dating in high school <laughs> musical too And they were like, yeah, that's the energy this date has. That's facts. <laughs> I was like, like, wow. Deep cut, deep cut. That's amazing. No, that's deep cut and very true. But it's like fine. The date is fine. They have decent chemistry. You can tell that Demi thinks it went really well. And then Brendan like dumps her so awkwardly. He's like, yeah, I mean, like, let's go back to the beach. And like, if our paths cross again, then cool. And she's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, so weird. And like, to be fair, she like was ready to settle down, which is very fair. My friend Kat's mom texted her and was like, Demi's annoying, but she's not blind. And I was like, Lisa's right. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. Um, because like, she was like, very like, she was coming on really strong and then she like acted surprised when he was like let's keep our options open which is like he was really awkward she then took it really badly and was like all calling him a player and all this stuff and I was like I mean he just like didn't want to exclusively yeah yeah, he didn't want to exclusively be with you it's not that he's not into you he just didn't want to like settle down (laughs) 
Uh, I don't know. The demonizing of Brendan on this episode, while there were some points made, I found to be a little bit, I found it to be a lot. Like, I was like, why? Like, what did he do? And then they're like, there's shit later where they're talking about how he talked to someone before and Demi's like all mad. I'm like, you talked to Christian before. (laughs) Well, someone points that out. They were like, you came on the show with like, I forget who says it, but they were like, this is ironic because you came on the show with like a literal whole ass girlfriend. But right. The thing that I don't want to glaze over because it was so fucking funny is after he rejects her in her in the moment, she was like, I feel rejected. Like, this is not a feeling that I ever experienced. Like, I've never had this happen before, except with Colton, which was devastating. I mean, he was gay, so. And then it just so I was like every girl um, who did high school theater. <laughs> I was like, so crushed. And then he was gay. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, Dan. But yeah, I mean, he just was like, Let's keep our options open. The only time I got mad at Brendan was a lot was in the second episode because of Natasha. But like yeah. him kind of curving Demi, I was like, okay. Chaos. <laughs> so anyway, so Demi and 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 Brendan are having he's breaking up with her. And then everyone back on the beach is talking about Brendan and Natasha. Like it come this is when it comes up that he was talking to Piper before he came to Paradise. And Natasha goes, mm. Who's Piper? And I go, Natasha, you have a bachelor podcast. Like you fucking know who Piper is. <laughs> like you literally have talked about her on your podcast I'm sure of it so anyway um they're all like he was talking to Piper and everyone that's when everyone decides like down with Brendan we're not safe till his head is mounted on my wall I say we kill the beast like uh who cares and then he breaks up with Demi and like they're kind of gone for a while Natasha's kind of getting a sad girl at it but like like she's also a human and an adult and she's more upset with him about the Piper thing. So that's what she decides she wants to confront him on when he comes back. Right. Um, and then we kind of get a little cutaway to Victoria P, who I kind of forgot was there. And she's totally. like rose chasing hard. Also, which okay. is a great phrase. Thank you, Tammy. Great yeah, phrase. Thanks, thanks Tammy, my thanks, queen. Thanks, I hated her during cooling season, but she's kind of the queen of paradise. The Kelsey and Tammy friendship has like fulfilled me for years. I'm now yeah. like- I'm, I'm team like, both of them. I would, I'm, and like, we were kind of switched. I didn't love Tammy, obviously. I felt her behavior was like inappropriate and horrible. Yeah. But I also didn't really like Kelsey. And then after this week, I'm like, team both of them. My <laughs> note on Kelsey for this week is that she's too fucking cool for this franchise. Like, no, she, she just is. is. Like, she was like sitting there just being so like effortless. Like, she is effortlessly what Demi is so effortful about. Like, yeah, Kelsey is just so like natural, cool girl energy. Like, right. She did not chase roses this week. Like, she literally went up to James later in the episode and was like, Look, if you want to give me a rose because you want to see who else comes, like, so do I. Right. Whatever. She, but she wasn't desperate about it. She wasn't like, whatever. I just fucking love Kelsey. Anyways, yeah, so the- I thought she was great. So, anyway. Victoria P is rose chasing. Great. She's rose chasing. And Victoria P is like model beautiful. Why the fuck does her hair look like rats ran through it? Yeah. It's really disgusting. Like it's all matted and disgusting and awful. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, you've been on the beach for two days. Like (laughs) you didn't do day 39 of survivor. Like what What is going on here? What are you doing? Yeah, she should have gotten a headband like Joe has. Um, yeah, she, yeah, she's she's very so she was the same fucking thing happened to her on Peter season where like the girls were like she sucks and then she was like I'm leaving. <laughs> um, I think she like knows 
So she, so basically where we're going with this is that she is Rose chasing. James is like a free agent, which by the way, we saw more of James in this one episode than we did on Katie's entire season. And I actually kind of like James. Like I think he's pretty cool. I do too. I liked Um, James on Katie's season too. We literally, him and Brendan just literally were enigmas. Like we just never fucking saw them. Just dudes being bros. Yeah. But yeah, so they're like, she's like talking to him and it's kind of this thing where like, I feel like because Tammy's with Aaron and Aaron and James are best friends, Victoria was like, I should oh, get I'll be with James. James. Right. Except she keeps calling him Jordan. She keeps saying in her in the moment interview that she doesn't remember his name. And I'm like, bitch, you yeah. know this is gonna air. Like, you know that yeah. this is gonna hurt his feelings. Like, whatever. So she does this whole moment that I did kind of think was funny before she spread, like, had it go on for too long. But in her in the moment, she goes, you know, like, this energy healing person I know used to say that, like, when you get chills, it's because, like, you're with the right person at the right time, whatever. And she's like, I don't feel that with Jordan. And then the producer's like, James. And she's like, James. James. And I was like, oh, my God. So she's such a mess. We'll get more into that as the episode goes on. But then Ivan gets a date card. He decides to take Jasenia. They go on a one-on-one date. Very cute. Like, very compatible. Great date. And I just want to take a moment to acknowledge our woke fucking king, Ivan. On Tasha's season, he broke the mold. He started talking about George Floyd. He started talking about Black Lives Matter, which was huge on ABC Bachelor television. And then this episode, Jasenia said that when she got home from that season, she received a lot of really racist, like horrible DMs from people. Now, mind you, Jasenia didn't even do anything crazy on that season. She was just kind of there. Yeah. And then Ivan, woke king, baby angel, goes... Yeah, I mean, I led that conversation with Tasha, and I didn't really get any hate. Like, the women of Bachelor Nation, like, get it so much worse than the guys do. And I was like, woke king. We, we had to have, <laughs> after Peter's season or during Peter's season, we had to have a full episode on bullying. Like, what are y'all still not getting? Like, we had an episode about this, and it was super weird, and Chris Harrison led it, and everyone was like, what's going on? It was weird because he led it. The episode itself was like, yeah, fucking stop sending these people hateful DMs. Like, what the right. fuck is wrong with you? Rachel Lindsay came out on and talked about her experience. Like we, we like, what are, what are you doing? What are you doing? So and anyway. I love, I just love that Ivan, like, cause it is true. Like we're watching it now with the fucking Grippo girls. Like Greg was so egregious and they're all like, but I love Greg versus like Jasenia just simply showed up on the show and existed and is getting attacked in her DMs. Like Greg had behavior, not worthy of bullying, but worth, worthy of criticism right and people are fucking obsessed with him and then like jesenia who was nothing but nice the entire time is getting like racist dms like that doesn't and i feel like that applies to a lot of the girls on math season because like there was like some behavior there were behavioral issues like whatever but even so why are you bullying them in their dms like Mm -hmm. what do you mean and why are you being fucking racist it's so fucked up and Ivan is the greatest, and obviously, like, obviously we know this. And so they, they're very, that's a huge ship for me. Like, they're yeah, very compatible. I mean, I'm extremely into that. And also, like, so, Ivan is so fucking hot. Like, Ivan is so hot. I think they are the most beautiful couple on Paradise. I really yeah. think that they are the most attractive couple. They're so, because she is, like, so sickeningly stunning, well, and he is so sexy. So do the camera people of Bachelor in Paradise, apparently, because we got some, like, very perverted underwater shots of, like, Ivan's swim trunks. I was like, why, I was like <laughs> why did I have to see that? Like, I was like, oh. Like, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure he's packing. Like, I don't need to see it. 
I can imagine. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they have a great one-on-one. I love them. I think that they're amazing together. Right. So then we go back to uh, the beach. I also have to address this Victoria Paul comment that happened earlier. She's talking to James for the first time and she asks him, do you pee outside or in the toilet? Oh my God. Yeah, morning. I wrote that. I think that's actually in a little bit. Yes. It's so funny. Oh, okay. I thought it was she, the first time they talked. She I guess starts later, the but... conversation so funny because she asks a question that I actually think is very pertinent. Do you drink your coffee before or after you brush your teeth? Which do you right. do? Right. Which do you do? Do you drink it Which before or I after do? you brush oh, your teeth? Oh, I drink it before. I drink my coffee before and then I brush my teeth after. Okay. Same. I think that's what like most normal people do, but you'd be yeah. shocked. Some people like brush their teeth the second yeah. they wake up and then drink coffee. I saw a TikTok about it and I was like, I can't like sit and do work all day and just like taste like coffee and smell like coffee. Like that's just like, ooh. anyway. Yeah. So she asked that question. So she goes, do you, do you drink your coffee before or after you brush your teeth? And he's like, before. And she's like, do you, when you pee first thing in the morning, is it inside or outside? And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> And then she goes, cut the cameras. <laughs> and she goes, is that just a Louisiana thing? And he was like, oh, uh, yeah. Baby, yeah, it is. Like, babe, yeah. That shit was fucking funny. I lost it. I was like, excuse me? <laughs> he goes, he goes, does everybody do that? She goes, well, I mean, not girls. And he was like, but guys just like pee outside. <laughs> it's like all willy nilly, literally. The willies are nilly. <laughs> um, but before that happens, we see all the girls talking. And Demi is talking to the girls and she's like, I kind of feel like an idiot for not seeing that he wasn't interested in me meeting Brendan. And I was kind of living for Victoria bonding with the other girls because I feel like that's not something we ever got from her. And Victoria looks at Demi and she goes, no, 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 Demi, like you're not an idiot. I mean, like you're only kind of a minor idiot because while you were gone, everybody was talking about how he's dating Piper. (laughs) I'm kind of like, spoiler alert, tag your spoilers. I'm kind of sad Victoria L went home. Like, I'm kind of sad why too. was I rooting for her this on Paradise? I was like, oh, like I wasn't like devastated, but I was like, I liked her more because I this feel like her, she, this is her environment. I feel like when she was on Matt season, we were like, oh, she's more obnoxious, Demi. But now that we're seeing Demi and her in the same space, we see that Demi is actually far more obnoxious than she is, and we're like, oh, Victoria's fine. Exactly. And that's like right. so insane to me. But like, yeah. and she was very obnoxious on that season, but for some reason in Paradise, I'm like, this is her element. Like, I liked her. I anyway, know. that's hilarious that she says that. You're yeah, a all minor the, idiot. <laughs> the women are like trying to unionize against Brendan, but it's just like not working. Like, they're just not I think a, as good of. calls them a union at one point. Like, one of the guys not, like, calls as, them a union. <laughs> yeah, they're like not as good of a union as, like, they don't have a good enough leader. They don't have an Aaron, you know what I mean? Right. So they're just like. <laughs> they got Aaron to run the union. And Aaron would never, because he and Brendan are bros. Like, but it would be, Brendan would be roasted over a fire if Aaron were the union leader, okay? And, like, they don't have that power, unfortunately. It was so they funny. Just, we... They don't have anybody that unhinged to lead. <laughs> so then we see Demi talk to Brendan, and all of them are like, or no, it's Natasha that talks to Brendan that they're all interested in. So they're all standing at the bar and Natasha's talking to Brendan and literally the entire rest of the cast of Bachelor in Paradise is fully staring at them. And James goes, guys, talk louder. (laughs) This is where like, I love James. I think he's, and he and Aaron are best friends again, obviously. Obviously, I automatically like him and trust him in my life. 
Um, I love James. That's fucking so funny. They're so funny on this show, dude. Oh my God. I was just pissing myself at guys talk louder. Guys talk louder. Um, <laughs> so then we get into back into the Victoria P. This episode really jumped around from, from couple it to did. couple, but we go back to Victoria P and James and Tammy is talking and saying, I forget who she's even talking to. And she says, oh no, it's to James. She says like, James, I really like you. You should know Victoria P has a boyfriend back in Nashville. And I know it because we're friends and Kelsey will confirm it because they both live in Nashville and Kelsey and Victoria P hang out a lot. Right. And she, I think she and Kelsey, maybe they hadn't yet, but I thought that they had like talked about it briefly before, like just giving the audience the information or something, or maybe it was just in a one-on-one, but it was just like, she has a boyfriend and and he deserves to know. Yeah. So what I wrote down about this interaction is James is obviously flabbergasted because he feels like he's building a connection with Victoria, but also... James has the unique ability to always be drinking red wine, even if it's a hundred degrees and full humidity. He I said this. Always I was like, drinking a glass of red. I, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm like, don't get me wrong. In the summer, if I'm on a beach vacation, I'll drink white during the evening and right before bed, I'll have a glass of red. But this man is fully like raging with a glass of Cabernet in his hand. Red wine is like not a Mexico vacation drink when you're like in one in like 110 degree heat. It's not even really a vacation drink to me. That's like a winter wine. Like what? (laughs) What are you doing? I'm obsessed with it. I literally said that I was like, how does he always have red wine? Like what is going on? Um, and we tagged that. You caught that last season too which is like one of my favorite things it's like all we knew about James was like he just loved red wine he He loved red wine and he always wore a gold chain and a turtleneck and his hair is just something um but yeah that's so fucking funny so yeah Tammy and him have this moment and Tammy like I like this is arguably mean but I was obsessed with it she was like she doesn't care about you at all and she doesn't even know your name so you should not be with her (laughs) essentially and I was you like, paradise. God, that's fucking funny, dude. Like, that's amazing. And then so often people are like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, we think Victoria has a boyfriend. Like, I just think you should talk to her about it. Tammy was like, she literally doesn't care about you. If you died right now, she would not cry. She wouldn't even go to your funeral. Pack it up. Like, drop her. It was so funny. I was like, okay. Then, <laughs> Continue. Um, so we get a cutaway to Noah who is summing up all the couples for us. And Noah, speaking of people who's grown on me, Noah is really growing on me. Noah's going over all the couples. And he's like, and then there's Mari and Kenny. I don't think that Kenny's told her that she, he's 55 yet, but they're doing great. That was fucking hilarious. By the way, as all of this is happening, Noah's we're getting a um, comedy. Yeah, like, excuse me, where's your stand-up special? I'll watch it um the all of the descriptions also we have to know and I noticed it more in the second episode are still so funny all the bios of everyone Kenny will come on screen and it'll just say 40 years old (laughs) Trey comes on at one point because Tajwan says he's a better kisser than his uncle and then Trey's bio was better kisser than his uncle I mean I didn't clock that on that's so funny you cannot Um, make better content than this anyway that's just worth noting but yeah Noah Noah who we haven't heard from all episode makes an excellent observation makes an excellent observation so then we see serena c who is uh needing to make a play for a rose because she's gonna go home so she's like maybe tammy and aaron aren't that stable which to her credit 
I didn't think they were either. So she tries to make a play for Aaron and Aaron seems pretty into it. And they do this like little freestyle rap thing, which ends with Serena C saying that she wants to sit on Aaron's face, which is highly relatable. Like, okay, Serena C get in line. Like there, there's a wait time. You don't have a fast pass. So first of all, (laughs) first of all, if we're making a line, uh, you're at the end of it. You haven't even you're watched Katie season. Yet. Um, yeah, no, I'm, this is what's so funny to me about him is like, he's like, I'll give you a beat freestyle. Who the fuck does that? Like Aaron, <laughs> do you know where you are? Um, this shit was hilarious. And then they make out and Tammy first, like, she's like, I'm obsessed with her now. She's so unbothered by it, but it's just like, okay. And then like goes over, straddles him and makes out with him, gives him a boner <laughs> and secures her fucking bag. <laughs> he literally, she's like, okay, well, we got to go back up there. And he's like, um, I'm like pretty excited. I, I can't get up right now. And I was like, I was like, Tammy swooped in and immobilized him. She's such an icon. <laughs> She's so iconic when your bestie gives you a boner. Like, who hasn't been there? Um, kiss the homies goodnight. But yeah, it was so fucking iconic. And I loved it. I loved the energy of it. Because she was like, I'm not worried. Like, she just like went down there and, and was I like, think, let's make out. <laughs> I think he Whatever. was pretty into Serena C too. But I honestly think what sealed it for Tammy was the fact that she just was so unbothered. And she wasn't acting like a crazy, jealous person. And like, no. again, like, what I was saying about Kelsey, like Tammy is effortlessly what Demi is trying to be. Like Demi would be sitting over at the like cabana being like, I'm not bothered by it. No, like I'm getting his rose. I'm not bothered. Like, whereas Tammy right. was just like, okay, like I'll just go. Like, give me fuck, fuck up. Fuck this. <laughs> like, she's like, all right, hold on. Hold my drink, please. Like she just like goes down to your direct. I love it. It was so funny. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we get like, they, that was like, potentially they were trying to have a storyline there and we were like okay <laughs> like, nothing happened nothing happened Aaron and was so, like no 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 I need to ride this friendship rose with Tammy all the way to the end maybe to the, the boom room room <laughs> and so then we get back to the Victoria P timeline god damn they jumped around so much so like Tammy this is where we really get like the Tammy Kelsey friendship which like as we said like they did not like each other on Peter season and now they're friends and that warms my heart because I like both of them and so then Victoria is like, because James, I guess, confronts Victoria. I don't know. This all got very confusing. There were a lot of conversations. I can't follow that. But James confronts Victoria. is like, do you have a boyfriend? She's like, I had a boyfriend, but like I ended it because I wanted to come here and just explore and keep my out whatever, be open to whatever could happen here, whatever. And he's like, okay. And then she goes and talks to Tammy and Kelsey, who are just unbothered and unamused by They're anything way she could too say. cool to be here they're like okay she's like you guys are my friends and like it really hurts me that you wouldn't just talk to me about it and you go to him and they were like victoria you literally had a boyfriend before coming here like what do you want us to say like what, like what do you want uh and so then she goes back to talk to james and then this is what proves it like you're almost like does she really have a boyfriend like is this just drama that always happens like what's the what's the truth she just immediately self-eliminates like she knows she's in the wrong she's like i need to leave this is fucked um bye and she didn't even know his first name so she literally just did the same thing she did on peter season where she caught herself in hot water and then she decided to leave also she did my least favorite thing that people in therapy do, which is when they need to tell everyone that they're in therapy. Now, don't get me wrong. Emily and I make constant jokes about being in therapy, but yeah. that's because- Because it's because we're better than everyone. 
It's, it's A, because we're better than everyone. B, it's because I've been in therapy longer than like some of our listeners have been alive. And C, and yeah. C, I've always been this ill. And C, yeah. like being in therapy, if you tell people that you're in therapy because you want to be open about mental health, that's one thing. But like Victoria P did what I don't like when people do, which is when she tries to like seem like she's a superior communicator just because she's in therapy yeah. she's like let me use my therapy techniques to make sure that this is healthy no she like weaponizes it and it's right. like dude like just you don't like if you're gonna talk about being am i okay if you're gonna talk about being in therapy it's like okay this is something i've talked about or like i am in therapy for this because i'm dealing with this trauma or whatever and instead she's like so my therapist is con- whatever and it's like right oh, and i was like, like this up. bitch like I like I don't get me wrong I love to appear better than everyone because I'm in therapy but who doesn't I'm not on national television (laughs) if I went on national television on a dating show and I texted my therapist and told him I was doing that he would have me committed so anyway she leaves (laughs) and then in the car fully is like I like what I have at home admits she had a boyfriend the whole time yep that's incriminating (laughs) right so then we eventually go to the rose ceremony where Ivan gives his rose to Jesenia, Noah to Abigail, Joe to Serena P, Connor to Marissa, Trey to Tajwan, Carl to Deandra, neither of whom they've showed for even one microsecond on this show. <laughs> no, so weird. Brendan to Natasha, Aaron to Tammy, Kenny to Mari, James to Demi. Um, like we said before, Kelsey kind of makes a play for James, but not in a thirsty way. She's just kind of like, look, if you want to stick around for another week and you don't have anyone to give it to, like, I'm looking to see who's coming. Meanwhile, Demi, like, laid it on thick with him. It was like, James, I think you're so sexy. Whatever. We're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so. You just said the same thing to Brendan 25 seconds ago. Right. So then, um, Queen Victoria, Kelsey, and Serena C are going home. Um, Bummers. Yeah, three those bummers. were all like pretty three strong people that I was excited to see in Paradise. So it's a bummer yeah. that they're all going home first episode. Um, Victoria for the comedy, Kelsey because I think she's a queen, and Vic- uh, Serena C because I wanted to see the fits. I wanted to see the Paradise oh, fits. No, I wanted her to beat us up. We were right. robbed at that. Um, but yeah, so we lose the three of them. Very sad. We also lose the MVP, David Spade. David Spade. His limo exit, he had the most iconic limo exit in Bachelor history. He, when he's leaving, he says something to them and then he goes, he goes, guys, just go with it. It's a bit. And I lost it. He literally kills me. He's like doing, he's trying to make it like a dramatic exit kind of. He's like, you know, my time is over. And then he goes, I can't wait to pay $9 for a birthday cameo from these people. Literally. (laughs) Then he gets in the car and he goes, He's like doing a dramatic limo exit and he goes, doing barely anything was a lot harder than I thought. His exit was fucking phenomenal. And I'm going to miss so him. Funny. It was Although, so funny. Although the next host was very iconic as well. But that I, it was said, hard to watch the That brings us night. to the end of episode one. Go We're only an hour in. Um, um, so then we pick up with night two, act two, and the girls have the roses now. And Tammy says something so iconic. She says, I like when boys cry. It gives me energy. <laughs> oh, God, that kills me. She's tattoo so it on my neck. <laughs> like, just... tattoo it on my neck. Tattoo it across my chest. That is so funny. <laughs> so funny. And then... Um, <gasps> 
they get this boom box that says play me um and they press play on it and NSYNC starts playing so they're all like millennials so they're all like dancing to NSYNC having a fucking blast iconic Lance Bass comes in he is the next celebrity guest host and then (laughs) of all the people because honestly the bachelor does have very young viewership and i'm sure there are some younger viewers of the show who don't know who lance bass is so to explain who lance bass is they cut to aaron whose jaw is just agape and he goes he was like lance bass is here (laughs) like he's so (laughs) he does not know where the fuck he is like you cannot convince me aaron even knows remotely where he is at any moment God, he's a magnificent himbo. <laughs> so um, Lance immediately sits down with the girls and is having mimosas. Like, I was like, why have we never, like, delved into this arena before? Like, no, it's so hard to see other people live your dream. <laughs> like, drinking mimosas with Lance Bass, are you shitting me? On a beach in Mexico while On you get to date Mexico? Aaron, the magnificent himbo. <laughs> End the episode. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Lance Bass is here. Fuck yeah. Amazing. So we start hearing all the guys talk about how, from Katie's season, talk about how they really hope Thomas isn't going to come, which of course means Thomas is going to come. So all the guys from Katie's season are like sitting talking shit. And then again, we get Noah to explain all of this to us. Now, Noah's from Tasha's I love that season. Noah, Noah's the narrator. <laughs> like, he's he's the narrator. He's like, so basically what's going on? Is, he's like yeah. booed up. So they're like, I guess you can narrate. Yeah, um, so it's him narrating and... <laughs> He just looks at the camera and goes, I mean, I heard he's the devil, so. <laughs> yeah. Sim- simple enough, my guy. Simple enough. Roll roll tape. That's um, it. And then Thomas does show up, and he starts pulling the women to talk to. And Aaron. Aaron actually can't close his mouth when this happens. He's just like, what the fuck? What fucking killed me, though, was when it's Aaron talking to, like, a couple people who don't know Thomas, so, like, not from Katie's season. And Aaron was like, you know what kills me? Like, he always just, just like tell you about how big he is and like how tall he is and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, Aaron, like it can't be that bad. And then they show a montage of Thomas recycling the same line with each woman about how he's going to hit his head on the cabana because he's so tall. And then it prompts every girl to be like, so how tall are you? Yeah. And, and also like when, six, he, six. when he walked in, all the women were like, they were like, he is sexy, which like, He's hot. The goatee is not hot. But, like, he himself is sexy. I feel like Thomas has to be so hot in person for them to have all reacted that way. Like, with people like Aaron there who objectively are, like, much hotter, you know? Agree. Aaron, if you hear this, like, you're fucking welcome. That'll send him if he ever ever hears this (laughs) clip. Um, You know what, Aaron, just for you, uh, I'm sure your penis is at least three inches longer if you don't get this reference it's because on aaron's instagram story he has made jokes multiple times about his penis being at least two inches longer than thomas's penis. and it's like hey take this somewhere else so all the women are like he's hot like even like serena p who's like kind of booed up is like he's fine and if someone someone's gonna make out with thomas and i won't be mad if it's me is what she says and, and it's like, uh-oh. This is where we get another meaningful Aaron contribution where he, in his in the moment, looks at the camera and says, he's a textbook case. Dude, he needs to be studied by science. Like, Aaron, you need to be studied by science. <laughs> like, hello? 
I'm a big, I'm a big, because Aaron <laughs> in this episode is objectively so annoying. I'm a huge Aaron apologist. Like anything he does, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> he, no, he's like he's right. so great. I will say objectively. Now the women are not seeing the montage of him talking to every other woman, obviously. So if I were a woman in this situation who didn't know Thomas because Katie's season hadn't aired, and I obviously wasn't seeing the way that he was interacting with every other woman, I get the appeal of Thomas. Like he's yeah. capable of having like a genuine conversation with them. And it like, he seems very engaged with them and stuff like that. So I do get the appeal of Thomas. Um, and he eventually decides to ask Serena P on the date. And she says, yes. And I think she does like a very mature thing where she goes and talks with Joe and she's like, look, like, I really like you and I want to see where this goes, but also like, it's still really early. And like, I want to, you know, explore my options. Right. And Joe goes like a mature adult conversation they're having. Joe just goes, I appreciate you coming and talking to me and I hope you have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny, actually. I enjoy that <laughs> quite a lot. And it then, was so funny. Just we'll just touch on it now, so we don't have to keep bringing it up. It's just another sad boy Joe episode. I mean, this man could not have more cuts of him laying down, looking miserable. Like he's literally the definition of I'm shaking and throwing up so much. Like he's like he's gone. Like we lost Joe. Um, whatever. It ends up being fine, but like and he Carl. was like. Oh my God. So Dude. Joe, when we're getting sad boy, Joe, like laying on the cabanas, laying in his bed, laying on the couches, like just being miserable. Carl, who's apparently a bachelor super fan is explaining to all the other guys, how Joe met Kendall in the exact same spot on day one. And then another guy came and asked her on a date and Joe was miserable and blah, 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 blah. And it ended in heartbreak. I was like, Carl literally is obsessed with Joe. I can't, what I can't get over is like, obviously Carl is the worst of all time. I'm obsessed with how they've made him the jester of the season. They're like, we just expect Carl to explain stupid shit to us. And then we won't bully him relentlessly. Like they're like, he can be so fucking weird. For example, when he starts doing like karate slash boxing on the beach for like a really long time, they showed that. And they're all just kind of letting him. And nobody's like talking shit. They're just like, and then Carl did, Carl boxed on the beach by himself. <laughs> we were like, hey, do you want to elaborate on that? And they're like, no. <laughs> so then no. <laughs> we get Joe. They just um, let him be weird, which I like. I like when the villains just get to be weird. <laughs> yeah. So we get Joe um, just having bestie vibe summertime with Wells at the bar. And he's complaining to Wells about Serena P going on a date with Thomas. And Well is like, well, like, do you not like this guy? And Joe's like, no, everything about him and, and his shorts. And Well was, Wells was like, what about his shorts? And Joe was like, I don't know. They're like pink and way too long. And then they cut to a clip of Thomas on the beach. And he's wearing arguably the shortest shorts I've ever seen in my life. Like, I know the five inch inseam is in. These were three inch inseam. Like these were tiny. And then they're showing him on the boat with Serena. And it's just crotch shot after crotch shot. Say that five times fast. Crotch shot, crotch um, shot, crotch, crotch shot, crotch shot. It, it just becomes one word. Yeah. Iconic. Um, it's just a lot of Thomas's crotch uh, showing the short shorts and Joe's complaining. And we're like, what's going and I'm on? Like, did you want him in a speedo, Joe? If these are too long, like, like, what did you want him in? <laughs> literally. So yeah, whatever. Serena and 
Thomas go on a date. And then, like, the guys are trying to explain to everyone else, like, how he's horrible. The other guys who weren't on Katie's season are like, you know, whatever, we'll see. Like, like Noah's like, I don't know, until he gives me a reason to fucking hate him, then whatever. And then that's kind of how everyone is. But, like, arguably, like, I get, Thomas hasn't done anything actually horrendous. But at the same time, like, he is really fucking annoying, which we see more later in the episode in regards to Trey. So, that being said, they're on their date. It's, like, going fine. But, like, Thomas brings up to Serena how, like, Trey is not emotionally mature, which is fucked up. Because, like, why are you talking about Trey on your date? And then he's talking about, because she asks about, like, what, what's going on with the guys, but then he's basically, like, Trey's not emotionally mature, and then he's, like, an Aaron, like, explaining the drama, I guess. Um, and which I she will asked say, about, but, like, also, like, okay. The Trey that, stuff that aside, the Trey stuff aside, I will say that I think that Thomas did show a decent amount of self-awareness when he was talking about why the guys don't like him. He was like, well, they, I stole time from them, and I blah, 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 right. blah, like, he was pretty open about it. The Trey stuff was fucked up, but like when he was talking about like yeah. why Aaron doesn't like him and stuff like that, it was pretty accurate. Like he wasn't hiding yeah. it. And um, I agree. And like, I agree. And I think also like she did ask, like, it's like, he's giving her an answer. And I think he gave a pretty good answer other than the Trey thing, which obviously we'll talk about again later. But yeah, it was, it was like, it was a fine answer. He does own up to a lot of it. Uh, but like, you can tell, like, they're not, they're not a match made in heaven. I mean, they're sitting there and it's kind of like, Okay. Right, whatever. Um, so then Riley shows up on the beach and sends everyone into like a tailspin. And like we loved Riley on Tasha season, like we did, but also like I don't know that I loved Riley as much as they all love Riley. Yeah. Hajwan is also, like ready to get married and he just simply walked in. Dude, yeah, he walks in and like he looks very sexy. But also, I, I like, like, I really like Riley. I think he's great. But, like, I didn't know he was the hot commodity of paradise. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, very insane reaction. Like, Tajwan is freaking out. Tajwan is... looks directly into the camera and just goes, what a man. <laughs> which, same. Speaking um, of queens of paradise, it's Tammy and Tajwan for me. It's <laughs> Tammy and Tajwan for me as well. Uh, now that Kelsey's gone, it's like, yeah, they win. They won Paradise. Wow, Kelsey really had an evolution with you then. She had an evolution with me. I did not, I mean, a week ago, I didn't like her. And, like, yeah. I didn't I didn't think she did anything groundbreaking, but, like, she really grew on me well, yeah. uh, on Monday. So, anyway, yeah, Riley walks in. Everyone loses their mind, including Marissa. Uh, and Riley's pulling people to talk to them and pulls Marissa to talk to, pulls Tajwan to talk to. And, like, Tajwan is, like, well, first of all, Tajwan, like, won't even go up to him because she's at the bar, like, shaking because she's, like, losing it. <laughs> And he's like, Tajwan, come here. I want to meet you. And she's like, oh my God, he's talking to me. Like, help. Um, same. And like, she goes down and meets him. And then he pulls her to talk. He pulls Marissa to talk. And then everyone thinks he's going to take Tajwan on the date. But he ends up taking Marissa. Uh, and she says, like, she's never gotten a rose on the franchise. Because she was eliminated night one of Peter's season. And she's never really gone on a date. So he takes her on the date. Um, arguably the most disgusting first date of all time. It was literally just spill your guts or fill your guts. Um, it's like, where was Joe Rogan and Fear Factor? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So basically, in kind of, they were jumping around again. Um, Serena tells Thomas to pursue other people. She basically saying she's not that interested. Um, 
And then they get back to the beach and Thomas gives actually what I deemed a pretty heartfelt apology to the group of guys. Yeah. Agreed. He owned up to pretty much everything that he did. Like Aaron was sitting there with his jaw Wait. wide open. Well, we have to talk about the reactions. He gives a very mature apology. Trey, Trey is extremely emotionally mature. Note that. Note that, please. Right. Uh, and they're all like, and like, it's it's like, first of all, Carl brings him over and they're all like, what is Carl doing, man? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> and, and like, again, it's like, what, Carl, like, why? And so then they're sitting there. It's the guys from last season. And he apologizes. And, like, Trey is like, okay, like, thank you. I really appreciate that. And Aaron goes, yeah, I just think I'm going to, like, need some space. (laughs) Which is insane. An insane thing to say. Um, But I'm obsessed with him. It was so fucking funny. The way he said it, he was lost. Like, completely gone. He was like, um, yeah, well. And, like, his mouth is moving in all directions anyway. Absolutely insane. But he gives a good apology. Um, right. and it felt very sincere. It felt very sincere. Yeah, it felt very sincere. Unfortunately, Serena is about to spill his guts, <laughs> which is iconic of her. So yeah, he apologizes, uh, and I liked that a lot. And then Serena talks to Joe and is like, "I told Thomas to preserve the people. I really like you. Whatever." And Joe's like, "Joe is happy, Joe again." Thank. Yeah, and Joe, Joe is so freaking cute. When she says this to him, he's like. That's kind of what I figured. She's like, oh, that's what you figured. You didn't just sit around here sad all day. She literally wasn't even there and knew he was the sad cow on the beach meme. Literally the sad cow on the beach meme. She was like, um, oh, like really? You didn't sit around sad on the beach all day? And then he's like, so who's a better kisser? She's like, I'm not going to tell you that. And he's like, but it's me, right? And she's like, it's you. And he was like, that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> Very funny. So basically Serena yeah. tells people that what what uh thomas told her which was like yeah it was just kind of weird he was like talking about how trey's not emotionally um, mature mature. and they're like what the fuck and everyone's like nobody disrespects our baby nobody disrespects our king (laughs) and also like he said i think the thing that was the most hurtful that he said about trey was not that he's not emotionally mature because like i have friends that i love dearly that i would say are not emotionally mature i don't think that that means that they're not deserving of like love and affection the thing that I think that he said was not, was the most disturbing to me was that he said that Trey is not emotionally strong. Yeah. He's like, he's been through a lot that. and like, he's not emotionally strong. And I was like, you don't really get to decide that. Like, you like barely know him, Thomas. Like, what do you mean? So yeah, I was like fucked up. And so she like tells people and then who tells Trey? I don't even know. Somebody tells Trey. Oh, Tammy. <sighs> I love that is bitch. It, is it um, I is think it, it is. It's either Tammy or Tajwan, but at that point, oh think- no no no! It's Tammy that blows up Victoria P's spot. It's Tajwan that blows up Thomas's spot because Tajwan, even though she's fully been trying to to wed Riley all day, <laughs> to mount Riley, which same, <laughs> she's like, she's like, you know what? I I think this is where the switch flipped for Tajwan that she realized that she really does care for Trey because hearing somebody else talk shit about Trey made yeah. her very upset. Yeah. And so she immediately goes and tells Trey. She was like, I have Trey's back, like whatever. So she goes and tells Trey. Trey immediately goes and confronts Thomas. But yeah, I think that's where the switch flipped for Tajwan of like hearing someone else talk shit about Trey, like made her really upset. Yeah. Um, So like, even if they're not in love, it's like, I respect this person so much. Like, how dare you? Right. So yeah, Trey, after like giving a very mature and like, you know, forgiving Thomas after Thomas apologized is like, you know what? Fuck this guy. 
and he goes he goes on he goes up to thomas and he's like dude like i accepted your apology like i believed you and then i find out you're saying this shit like what the and fuck is Trey wrong was you? arguably the most accepting of his apology. He like, was. Yeah, like Trey was the one that was like most willing to try to be Thomas's friend. Like they do a little in the moment and Trey's like, you know what? Like if this is an opportunity for Thomas to grow and like change, then I think that's really beautiful and blah, 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 blah. So I did feel really bad for Trey. So he confronts Thomas and then um, Trey goes to talk to Tajwan because he's been basically hearing all day that she's been like wanting to mount Riley and he's like, is she, like, not even into me? Like, I don't understand. So they, he goes and talks to her. And at first, they're communicating very weird. I was like, I can't tell how this is going to end because they're talking so weird to each other. But then they end up, like, deciding to give it another shot. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they make out. And then it goes to Tajwan's in the moment. And she says, 100% a better kisser than his uncle. And now Trey's bio is better kisser than his uncle. Thank God. Who wouldn't Which, want that? And um, something else that happens right after that that I thought was, so finally, we see Natasha and Joe talk. Natasha wanted to know Joe's yes. opinion on Brendan. And so she pulls Joe and they oh, go dear. sit. Bestie vibes, Natasha and Joe. And she's like, they what do you They literally have a podcast together and they've acted like they didn't fucking exist to each other. for the Well, they've also hardly showed us Natasha. So like maybe they were talking True. and like we just didn't get to see it. But- so she pulls Joe and she's like, what do you think of Brendan? And Joe's like, I really like Brendan. Like, I think he's cool, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I just feel like we're missing a connection. And he's like, you guys made out? Joe, and like, Joe, you're 35 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Dude, that man is a middle schooler. Have you guys kissed on the mouth? Have you, has he touched your boobies? It's a one word answer. <laughs> okay. Guys use, you guys use um, tongue? Did you guys use tongue? Like, what? Was it a French? Like, oh my God. Um, so anyway, she was like, no, you, we have Could you just repeat? Could you guys, could you just repeat? Did you guys French in your best Chicago accent to grocery store Joe? Uh, I don't know if I can do grocery store Joe's accent because it, it sends me. I'm good at Brendan's, but I don't think I can do you guys may I don't even know I don't I don't think I could do it I'm gonna give you until the paradise finale to do yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll master it for sure and then I'll be like really good at it by the finale um but yeah (laughs) do you guys make out um so (laughs) super weird and so then she's like okay I gotta talk to Brendan like what is his deal also we did not discuss but it is uh worth noting Tajwan runs from a crab it's the best moment of television I've seen (laughs) Uh, yeah, there's nothing like, to really in the recap moment. about it, but it was there's nothing fun. to talk about. But like <laughs> in her in the moment, a crab is there. She's losing her goddamn mind. It's hysterical. Back she gets to up on Brendan. the chair. Yeah, she's like, okay, she's acting like home. she's she's acting like she's on day thirty nine of Survivor. She's like, I've endured bugs, birds, wow. all this stuff, and I'm like, Tajwan, you're wearing fake eyelashes. Like, <laughs> like you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what do you mean? Um, you do your so then, hair every day right and brush so, your teeth <laughs> I think you're okay so then Natasha's like I'm gonna talk to Brendan and like it is the most it's so weird and like I yeah. really liked them I wanted them to have a connection and I just think Brendan is fully waiting for other people to get to the beach yeah and she's like I'm in the I'm in power this week like he should be trying to impress me because I have the rose yeah he's just not they're just laying there and they don't kiss they don't even really they don't touch like I'm like Brendan and he's like a he's like a hot person who like is comfortable in his 
sexuality like I know that he would be comfortable making out with her or, t- or like touching her even yeah and, I don't like, know what his deal is with they her. just like don't and I was like this and, is annoying and it's I not helping sister. it's not helping the suspicion that he's dating Piper not at all it's like, like are you just waiting actually, for her to get here that actually seems like exactly what it is like he's just he's like saddled up to somebody who's gonna keep him around until Piper comes and then that's when his actual relationship will happen right so he's like yeah. not helping his case not at all and so I feel for her because I'm like as much as I said like the other stuff it didn't bother me that he was talking to someone before but it does bother me if he's just like using Natasha like if Piper were here from the beginning I'd be like whatever like they can date I don't care but yeah. it's the fact that he's using Natasha to like stick around until she gets here. It's like, yeah. Okay. So anyway, they have like a very anticlimactic, uncomfortable chat. And Natasha's like, okay, I got nothing out of that. So fuck this. Yeah. So, um, so they're friends. Like they're friends. Um, they're, yeah. They're not going anywhere basically. So then we go to kind of, we'll close out our recap with um, Riley and Marissa's date, which is arguably so disgusting. It's just spill your guts or fill your guts. Basically they have to either answer a question or eat something disgusting. Yeah. And she looks sickening and she walks out and Connor B is like, she's so amazing. Like wants to go talk to her yeah. and he kind of tries to talk to her. And she like, it's like, I'm waiting for Riley. him. She's like, okay. Yikes. So yeah, they go on this date where they have to like eat tongues and shit. I'm like, dream date while Lance Bass watches just like <laughs> sick cool this is one um, of the dates that I'm like they should have done that when David Spade was there because I feel like it would have yeah. been way funnier with David Spade oh god he would have been hilarious yeah. um but yeah so they have to like whatever share different things and like they whatever there's like they talk about their past relationships I guess they talk about how many people they've or have you ever said I love you and not meant it there's like different questions and stuff and some of them they don't answer um like, like how, how many, many people, people they've you slept, slept with? with which like granted when my own boyfriend asks me how many people I've slept with I'm like I'm eating a cow tongue that's <laughs> like, not even my business <laughs> like that's not your business it's between that's me and not to say that Ben would ever like shame me or try to ask me that question I'm just saying simply if he ever asked me I would rather eat a cow tongue he has oh, never asked me because he's a mature adult he's not a bachelor yeah, not. tv producer right but yeah I just I just feel like we as a society are past asking people how many people they've slept with, you know? It's none of my business. Why would it be any of yours? And first of all, I'm I'm reborn. Yeah. If it's been oh. over, if it's been over a year since I slept with you, I didn't sleep with you. Well, that's <laughs> like, like during quarantine, I was like six months past and you become a virgin again, I think is the rule. So, so I'm clean. I, I was holier than thou for a while, you guys. Um <laughs> Anyway, you should tell John the bartender. <laughs> uh, wink, wink. Um, so yeah, but it, it, either way, it becomes clear, like, Marissa's, like, a more, she's a sexual person. She's very, like, comfortable sexually. So is Riley. There's a lot of, like, physical, sexy chemistry happening and also cute emotional chemistry. Yeah. Riley also, she talked about what she talked about in her, she got, like, a spotlight oh, on Peter's yes, Stephen. yes, 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 yes. She I talked about this this is amazing she talked about her weight loss which she talked about before and riley is like basically like the judgment from other people like is so disappointing and and gross and i know you were beautiful at that weight and you're beautiful at this weight and like he said fuck that phobia and i was like i love i would die for riley i i love that they discussed fat phobia i love that they discussed confidence being tied to weight especially on a franchise where being small is the thing that gets you cast yeah Yeah. um 
I love that Marissa is talking about how two years ago, she didn't say this, but I'm sure she's thought it two years ago. She wouldn't have been cast on the show or and when he like, yeah, whenever it was. And like, which is so sick like, cause she's a great person and she's amazing. And yeah. like, he could have said, which like what I'm, I know a lot of the fucking idiots on this show would say, which is like, that's so amazing for you. Like good for you losing that weight. Yeah. Instead he was like, I'm sorry that you face judgment for what you looked like when I know that you were beautiful then and you're beautiful now. Yeah, and then he and talks like, about her smile. You're an amazing person, about, right? Yeah. His Things response don't have anything was, to do with her weight. Right. His response was perfect because it was like it wasn't it wasn't just like cuz so often it becomes like this praise game of like, "Oh my god, oh, they look amazing." Me. It's like, "Yeah, they looked amazing before." Like and he that's exactly what he says and I was like, "Riley is the fucking king." If you guys and, are enjoying this conversation, this part of the conversation, um, just track Emily and I down to a dive bar in Manhattan on a, a Saturday afternoon in broad daylight, because these are the conversations we're screaming about in dive bars for over an hour. <laughs> drinking shitty beer and just talking so loudly about fat phobia. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was so great. And that really sealed. The, I mean, I was already like there a million times more compatible than her and Connor. Um, right. Speaking and of like. <laughs> firing keep squad getting. for connor he's back on the beach writing her a song on his ukulele i i fucking can't dude i and can't. there's like three cuts of it i'm like enough like i'm tired it's like so it's so he's so okay i'm i'm gonna say a rose and a thorn he's so sweet he's so kind <laughs> he deserves love he has to fucking stop with the music, okay? It's theater kid energy. I'm tired of it. And I can't believe no one on the beach has just, like, smashed the ukulele. Uh, hey, John the bartender's not at the beach yet. Oh, my God. He goes now. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, needed inspiration. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we're cutting back to him playing the ukulele while Riley and Marissa are, like, making out first in front of Lance Bass. What an excellent first kiss. Just Lance Bass standing there watching. And Lance Bass is fully like, it's so awkward, I don't know what to do. And they did not care that I was there. (laughs) Yeah, they did not give a fuck. And then it's, like, them making out kind of in the street. And it's, like, getting steamy. And then Riley's like, should we go? I know a place we can go. And we get the first boom, boom room of the season. And Connor's Which, gonna Connor is gonna be down horrendous when he finds <laughs> out. He already is, dude. He's Connor... already down horrendous. He's written a song and they've shown it three times. Dude, he's gonna jump it's... into the ocean. It's gonna be Connor and Joe laying around. <laughs> oh my god, sad cow on the beach has transferred from Joe to Connor. <laughs> It's it's he, it's going to be very upsetting. Now, I don't um, fault Marissa for this at all because the fact no. of the matter is this is what paradise is. You hang out with someone and then if a better connection comes along, that's what happens. But right. I will say that I do feel for Connor because last episode, it was Marissa who was seeking validation from Connor of like, I really like you. Do you like me? Like, yeah. So I feel like if you're in Connor's perspective, you think you've got this in the bag because she is constantly looking from validation for validation from him. And it's like not her fault. Like that's what paradise is. But at the same time, I like feel for Connor. Yeah. And it's like, I think also after seeing Serena go on a date with someone else, but still choose Joe, like he's feeling very optimistic. And a few of them talk to him. I think it's Tammy and Noah maybe. And they talk to him and he's like, I'm not worried about it. Like, I think it'll be fine. And like, I hope she has fun, but I think that our connection is strong enough. And like, Tammy and Noah are like, oh, like you, you don't know 
what's about to happen. <laughs> submit, submit him to dudes who are down bad. <laughs> yeah, like mm, down bad. So he, yeah, he's like very, very optimistic, which is what we love about Connor. But like this happened on Katie's season two. He was super optimistic about their date. And then she was like, I'm breaking up with you. And he was like, oh. okay. I also so, feel like Connor, don't get me wrong. When he was talking to them about how he felt about it, I thought he was being very mature when he was like, he was like, no, like this is what paradise is about. Like, I want her to explore other options. And like, like he was being very mature about it. I just feel like he's being mature about it because he like really thinks that it's all going to work out fine. And like, it's not going to. No, he's like totally an adult about it, which is like part of what's when I talk shit about him, I feel bad because like he is a really good guy and he is mature. Right. He just is, a, is a Connor. He's just unique and he's who he is and he's very optimistic. And like, while he's saying this, like Marissa and Riley are having sex for the first, for the, they're the first people of the season. So anyway, right. yeah. Can't believe I had to say the boom, boom room out loud. Embarrassing. Yeah. Um, there's more, there's more of that. There's more where that came from. So with that said, that's where it ends. We kind of get a preview of like next week, someone telling Connor that they spent the night there and he's like, what and um chaos are down bad dudes who are down bad so and we get the final cut after the post credits is again connor so that being said um thanks for joining us i'm not going to bore you with bachelor nation news mostly because there's not very much of it and second because we've already been recording for an hour and a half and adam is probably ready to pull his eyeballs out um yeah so Adam's going to impose a strict rule on us that Tara has to be with us when we record. <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to. But it's like four hours of terrible <laughs> television. Like, what are we supposed to do? I, I think um, for really watching double the TV we normally do for a recap, I think to only have the episode be a half an hour longer is actually pretty good. Right. So yeah, with that said, it's like, it's, it's a lot. Paradise is a lot. It's four hours a week. Buckle up. Longest time of your life um and longest time of my life my hair is gonna go gray by the end of this but I love paradise as I've said so it'll all be worth it um and that's it and that's that so follow us on instagram at don't insult my podcast and then give us a glowing review uh if you enjoyed this or if you didn't enjoy it and we'll see you next week friends can't wait dm, DM me and say happy birthday that's yeah, all wish kayla happy birthday <laughs> wish kayla happy birthday and send up a quick prayer that we don't have COVID. oh uh, yeah that so anyway love y'all love y'all bye bye